is war in the spirit. Your God-given, God-guided resource for all things truth and all things kingdom based on the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for this week's spiritual truth. Worship is a lifestyle. You were originally designed to be a spirit, a son, a daughter of Hey, spiritual warriors. Welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green back for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. As you can see, I've got my little one with me today. For those of you who are watching the video podcast, um, just a quick sidebar. I am going to be launching a new podcast called Ministry and Mothering. Um, you know, I think oftentimes we, we as women specifically and moms or just parents in general sometimes feel like it's hard to fit everything in and do what we need to do for our children but you know what I believe that God wants to show us how to find a new level of balance and so that's what that podcast is going to be about I will tell you guys more about it um, when I'm ready to launch it and where to find it so just that sidebar, you are tuned in for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. And if you listen to the last episode, you will know that this week I'm doing a double header. And this is the second um, episode in the double header. So if you haven't listened to the first episode entitled Weight Training, then you should go back and listen to that one before you tune in for this one. So you are tuned in for season number eight, episode number eight, entitled God is Making Room. So as I was saying in the last episode, I was talking about the fact that this morning I just got up and I just felt in my spirit that um, I wanted to just get into worship and sometimes I'll turn on YouTube and put on some of the worship videos from YouTube. And the the one that I put on this morning was the song by Jonathan McReynolds called Make Room. And um, there's a there's a portion in the song where he says, my family and my friends and my my uh my itinerary, you can move that over, God, because I want to make room for you. And so this um, episode is about just that, about making room for God in your life. And, and God is trying to make room in your life for what he desires to bring into your life. You know, as, as I've gone through this process, so many things and people have fallen away and I realized that a lot of that was because those things and people and situations were filling up capacity in my life and my spirit and my mind and my heart that God wanted to fill. So God needed to remove those things. So here it is. I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the last episode, weight training. So in the weight in my weight, in my weight training, God had to remove some things. Like I said, he wanted me to be leaner and stronger. So I had to cut some things away. I had to change my lifestyle. I had to change my ways of thinking because God wanted to make room. And those things were taking up too much capacity. See, before he can bring his promises, he must make room for them in your life. See, because when you fill in your life and your space with too much other stuff, when you fill in your space and your mind and your heart and your spirit with the things of the world, you're not making room for God. 
See, there are things and people and situations in your life that you are allowing to take up the capacity in your life that God desires to occupy. Yet we're we're praying for God to bring more into our lives. We all out here like prayer job as enlarge my territory, Lord. Oh Lord, bring me exceedingly abundantly beyond all that I could ever ask or imagine. However, we haven't made room. You know, it makes me think about my daughter. She always wants a new toy. Every time we go to the store, I'm like, girl, you got 10,000 toys and half the time you don't even play with the ones you got why am I going to buy you a new toy it's all about the, the, the immediate gratification in this moment this I see this cool thing and I want it right now but I ain't got room for it and that's exactly what we do to God God I really want this thing God bring me this husband God bring me this new job God bring me this new house God bring me financial abundance bring me this ministry God bring me bring me a platform I want notoriety I want this I want that but we don't have room for it and so whenever I buy her new toys I tell her all right you got to get rid of some of this old stuff. And she grumbles and gripes for a while. And then eventually she decides, I want this new thing more than I want to keep on hold on to this old stuff. So the question is, have you gotten to that point in the decision process where you've decided, I want what God has for me more than this stuff I already got and this stuff I'm trying to hold on to. This stuff that I probably am not even using or it's not benefiting me like I would hope that it is. See, this means that you must be willing to sacrifice things that currently occupy your life to receive the new thing that you desire. God ain't about to buy you no new toys until you got room for the new toys. He ain't bringing no promises into your life until you make room for them. Because those promises are not just things that he wants to give you. They also come with another level of responsibility, a new territory. Because God doesn't bring things into our life just for our personal benefit. He also brings them into our life so that we can become witness to the to the world. So that souls can be drawn into the kingdom so that people can see him through us and through our lives but you ain't made room for that yet so it brings me to first corinthians and uh this is first corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 12 it says i'm going to start at verse 1 it says for i do not want you to be unaware brothers and sisters that our fathers were all under the cloud and they all passed through the sea and they all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And they all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased. For their dead bodies were spread out in the wilderness. 
Now, these things happened as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they indeed craved. Do not be idolaters. And some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor are we to commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor are we to put the Lord to the test as some of them did and were killed by the snakes. Nor grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroyer. Now these things happen to them as an example. And they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let no one who thinks he stands watch out that he does not fall. See, (laughs) too many of us think, oh, well, this is what everybody else is doing. Uh, And I talked about that in the last couple of podcasts, too. This is what everybody else is doing, and this is what works for them, and they seem to be successful. So let me just do that. See, but what God is showing us is that (laughs) that's what the children of Israel did. So don't follow them. Don't follow that example. They were given to us as an example to show Mm-mm. Don't fall into this. And see what happened. Oh, the clouds showed up for them. God raised manna down from heaven. They saw miracles. They saw signs. They saw wonders. They drank, drank the same spiritual food. And they, I mean, they ate the same spiritual food and they drank the same spiritual drink. But guess what? At some point, they were cut down. Their bodies were left there in that wilderness. You see, and again, the weight. It's like your wilderness. The the question is, are you willing to do the work to find what God is trying to show you in the wilderness? Or are you going to spend your time in the weight training grumbling? Are you going to spend your time in the weight training going, God, why you didn't do this? God, I'm so sick of this. God, I'm tired. Why? God, I want this guy doing what you want to do and still operating in the Egypt mindset when the wilderness was set aside. To flush the Egypt mindset out of you because you couldn't take that Egypt mindset into the promise. You ain't made room. Because you still got that Egypt mindset. So you haven't made room for the promise. You see, because the people that went into the promise couldn't be afraid of giants. They had to go through weight training. They they needed to understand that with God, all things were possible because the people that went into the promise had to bring down walls. But but see, they had to understand that it wasn't through their own strength that those walls had to fall. It was by tapping into God. They needed to go through the weight training. Because they had not made room. See, you got to make room in your mind for another level of faith, in your heart, in your spirit, for another level of trust. You, you got to make room within yourself to understand your authority, to understand the power that operates within you. If you allow it to, you haven't made room. 
you got to go through the weight training. See, there are things in your life that you've given too much power to. That, that you've come to lean on too much, that, that you've come to use as fillers for your empty spaces. And when you do that, you are taking up the space that God desires to dwell in. You haven't made room. See, he is a big God. He isn't going to squeeze into the little tiny corner of your heart that you've left open for him. See, he wants it all, all the space in your heart, all the space in your mind, all the space in your spirit. And in order for that to happen, you got to go through the weight training, make room. See, and this next season is one of him making room in the hearts of his people. That means that he is going to remove some things and people and circumstances in your life. You And you can either sacrifice them willingly to him or he can just remove them. However, if you sacrifice them willingly, the sting of those things being removed will be far less than if he has to remove them forcefully. You see, again, weight training isn't easy. It's it's not always a walk in the park, but there's always a great benefit for the sacrifice that you made. It's time to make room. And it brings me to Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. And I've read this many times, but today I saw it a little bit differently. It's talking about Abram, who also later becomes Abraham. It says, now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and I will multiply you. Oh, I read that already. Sorry, guys. I will multiply you exceedingly. I guess I needed to read it again. <laughs> Abraham fell in his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall you be named Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. This is the thing that hit me differently today. This is verse six. It says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant to be God to you. And to your descendants after you. And I will give you and your descendants after you the land where you live as a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting, an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. Stop. All right. So this is verses one through eight. This is the covenant. That God has made. So God is saying, I'm establishing a covenant with you. But but remember now, 
A covenant is a two-way agreement. God ain't saying I'm going to be your genie and I'm just going to rain down and give you everything that you want. He's saying this is a covenant. And he says, I'm establishing the covenant. Again, commit your works to me, to him. And he will establish. It didn't say, Abraham, go out and be fruitful and multiply and have all these children. No, no. He's saying, I will establish. So watch. Remember, Abraham still then took matters into his own hands to try to establish the promise by, by laying with um, Hagar and having Ishmael. Mm -mm. So God will establish. So there is God's end of the covenant. Now, let's read what God is requiring of Abraham. He says, this is verse 9. God said further to Abraham, now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Stop. Okay, so here's what happened. God said, this is what I'm promising you. And this is oftentimes what happens to us too. God says, hey, look, uh, you, you guys have heard me talk about this. Hey, look, this is my best offer for your life. This is what I want to give you. I'm promising to give this to you. This is my side of the covenant. Then he says, in exchange, you must be circumcised. And he says, and it says, um, but he also says, and you must be blameless. That's what he says at the top. You must be blameless before me and you must keep my commands. So, you know, oftentimes it made me, it really made me think about circumcision. And again, circumcision is a cutting away. Weight training is a cutting away. So first God says, hey, Larry, hey, look, this is the promise over your life. This is what I want to give you. This is what I want to do for you. Right. And we say, okay, God. Then he says, now you go into training. This is what I need you to do in order to train for the thing that I want to give you. So Abraham then had to go and be circumcised. There had to be a cutting away. And it made me think about uh, the, the covenant that God made with Abraham. And, and circumcision was the contingency. See, oftentimes we think about circumcision as a procedure that is just necessary. That's necessary to keep you clean. <laughs> it, it's, it's an exposure it's it's keeping it's uh, keeping you clean, but it's also painful. It's a pruning and it cleans up your means of producing fruit. Wait, training. You got to make room so that your fruit is not tainted so that what God wants to bring into your life is not tainted by those things that you're mating with that you ain't got no business mating with so what kind of fruit are you producing 
tainted fruit. If you made it with the world, you're producing tainted fruit. That means if you're connecting yourself to things that are not of God, you're producing tainted fruit. If you're doing something that God ain't ordained for you to do in your life, you're producing tainted fruit. I, I said this in the last podcast, you know, oftentimes we think just because we're not breaking the commandments, we're not doing anything wrong. But the thing is, if you ain't doing what God has called you to do, you're doing something wrong. Not doing the right thing is doing the wrong thing. Not doing the purposeful thing, not 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 fulfilling his will for your life is doing the wrong thing. Just because in your mind you ain't breaking no laws doesn't mean that you're in the right position. If you ain't walking fully in your purpose, go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is the great commission. I don't care if you teach in your passing in the in the grocery store. I don't care if you teach in your office. I don't care if you teach in your classroom. I don't care if you teach in your family, in your household. I don't care where it is, but your charge is to teach and to tell someone about God. And your charge is to help bring souls into. So uh, the question is, are you just operating in the status quo? Have you made room? See, because if you just going through your day-to-day routine and you stuck in the matrix, you don't have the capacity for God to bring the promises into your life. He wants you to father nations, to mother nations. He wants things, greatness to be birthed out of you. But you got to go through the weight training. You have to make room. See, it's it, it makes me think about circumcision and how it's kind of just been watered down. We it's like a thing that we just do now. Like um, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you know, when I have a, a boy, uh, I'm gonna have him circumcised. But we don't really think about what that truly means. Like we're going through the tradition, the routine of circumcision. But we're not understanding the purpose and operating in the purpose of circumcision. And it makes me think about us just like just like the children of Israel. Oh, they ate the same spiritual food and they drank the same spiritual drink, but they didn't get the purpose of it. They didn't make room for the promise in the wilderness. So guess what? They die right there in that wilderness. Don't die in the wilderness. Understand the purpose of the circumcision. Don't just take it on. Understand the purpose of God in your life. Understand the purpose of having relationship with him. Understand the purpose of his word. Understand the purpose of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. And it wasn't just so you can get to heaven. It was so that you can operate fully in your purpose. So that you could be adopted back into your sonship and your daughtership. So that you could be redeemed from your sins. And you can become witness to the world. He want to clean you up and and save you just cause. Yes, he loves you and he wants you to be saved and he doesn't want you to perish. But he also has a purpose for your life. And if you don't know what that is, 
It's time to get in the weight room. It's time to make room so that you can get in the weight room. And when I say that, sometimes that means you got to take a step back from all the stuff that you're filling your life with. You 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 got to put some stuff down. You got to say, "You know what? Today I'm not going to go nowhere. I'm I'm just going to sit and I'm going to make room for God. I want to hear his voice. I was watching um Beyond the Edge and um Mike Singletary, the NFL coach or former NFL coach, was on there and they were asking him why. So if you guys don't watch it, it's uh where it's kind of like Survivor where all these celebrities have um agreed to go and stay out in the jungle in Panama for several days and do all these challenges to win money for charity and they were all asked why they did it and Mike Singletary said I'm here because I want to hear God I want to hear his voice and I thought that was so profound because he was willing to leave behind all the luxuries of his life so they didn't provide them food they only got food if they fished or hunted for it or they picked something in the in in the jungle or if they want a challenge so they were literally out there roughing it they didn't have no 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 tents they had to build these little bamboo shelters they didn't have no protection from the rain or the bugs or none of that. So he was willing to lead the luxuries of his life. Here it is. This is a wealthy man. Goes back to the rich man that I was just talking about. Here it is. This is a wealthy man who has been willing to leave everything because he said, I want to hear God. How much do you want to hear God? What are you willing to leave behind so that you can hear him? What what are you willing to give up so that you can make room for him and what he wants to do in your life? You got to make room. We haven't considered the whole purpose for the reason that God sent us here. It's more than just that job that you work in every day. It's more than that paycheck. It's more than those children. It's more than that day-to-day -day routine that you follow. There is a purpose. He has purposed you to do something. Have you made room for it? The promise, again, what the Israelites went through, that was an example for us. His word says so. We all go through something, are exposed to something, or do something so that we can be an example or witness for the people in the earth. Have you made room? And what are you willing to do to make room? Because I'm so tired of people saying, God, I want this. God, I want that. God going to do this in my life. God is going to do this amazing thing in my life. Miracle signs and wonders. But we ain't made no room for it. 
God, why didn't you do it for me? Why you still got me sitting in this circumstance, in this situation? Have you asked him what you haven't done yet? You haven't made room. You haven't submitted to the weight training. See, God is about to cut things away from your life. But don't look at it as just something that he is doing. See the purpose in it. That's the way you get to the promise. And it brings me to uh, Philippians chapter 4. It starts at verse 10. It says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked an opportunity to act. Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with little And I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You can do all things. See, God is trying to show you how to be content everywhere you are. He's trying to show you that you can bear anything because he strengthens you. That's what happens in the weight training. That's what you will find when you make room. And it goes on, it says, verse 15 says, You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Macedonia no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone for even in Thessalonica you sent a gift more than once for my needs not that I seek the gift itself but I seek the profit which increases to your account but I have received everything in full and have an abundance I am amply supplied having received what you have sent a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. See, he's always going to supply what you need. But you got to learn that you can be content whether you have little or whether you have much, whether you got all that stuff that you filling up all this space in your room with, in your heart with, You can be content without it also. You know why? Because he is everything that you need. Because he will supply all your needs. Not just, think about that. Not just he's going to give you everything you need, but he is going to be everything you need. He is the supply. Not only is he the supplier, but he is the supply. He's the supply of love. He's the supply of peace. He's the supply of strength. He's the supply of joy. He's the supply of everything that you need. Make room for him. Think about that. By filling your room with all this other stuff, it really isn't even serving you. It's just taking up space. What are you missing out on? 
If you empty out that room and make more capacity for him, imagine what is possible. Jeremiah 29, 10 through 14 says, For this is what the Lord says. When 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you and bring you back to this place. And it makes me think about Babylon. If you guys have listened to, um, if you go back to the last season and you listen to Broken Buildings, I talk a lot about Babylon and how it's it's something that Babylon is representative of something that we've been trying to build for ourselves um, and that it truly doesn't have any power, but we trying to replace God by building something for ourselves instead of allowing him to build for us. So here it is. He says have been complete when 70 years have been completed for Babylon. So when you are done being confused and trying to build for yourself, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. So here it is. God is like, it just, just like the children of Israel. He's like, look, all these broken mindsets, all these folks with these broken mindsets and this Egypt mentality, they got to die in this wilderness because they can't go into the promise. They don't have what it takes. They, they haven't gone through the weight training. They, they, they haven't made room for the promise. Just like this, when Babylon is done, then he says, then I will fulfill my word. See, once all those people died in the wilderness, then God began to speak to them about what was necessary in order to go into the land of promise. But you got to make room first. You got to got to let that Egypt spirit be cut away. You got to let that Babylonian spirit be cut away and you got to commit everything to God so that he can establish it. For I know the plans that I have for you, that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster. You know what the funny thing that God said to me was about that scripture? Commit your works to the Lord and he will establish your plans is that when you go through the weight training. Your plans and his plans become one in the same because now you have his heart. Because you've emptied out all those other things were take, that were taking up the capacity of your heart and you've allowed him to fully fill. He wants it all, all of your heart. And when you allow him to fully fill your heart, your heart and his heart become one in the same. Your plans and his plans become one in the same. Your will and his will become one in the same because now you've realigned with him. Verse 12 says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your hearts. See, you can't keep giving him that little corner space in your heart. He says, I will let myself be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. So I'm going to bring you out of the wilderness when you make room. When are you going to make room? 
He's waiting for you to decide. Again, you've got a window of opportunity in which you are going to be tested to surrender and sacrifice what he needs you to release in order to make room for him. But again, he's going to make the room regardless. The, the question is, are you, are you going to go the easy route? Are you going to go the hard route? Are you going to go to the school of hard knocks? Are you going to truly surrender to God now so that he doesn't have to go through the process of cutting things away? You can just give them to him and it'll be a whole lot easier. It's time to make room. So that's the word that God gave for me to give to you. Again, if you are just tuning in to this episode, it's a double header this week. Um, go back and listen to the previous episode entitled Weight Training. Um, like I said before, if you feel led to so, you can do so at Cash App Dollar Sign War in the Spirit or at War in the Spirit 12 on Venmo. If you want help, if you want me to send you the scriptural references or the outline for this lesson, you can drop me an email at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. Or if you want help growing in your relationship with God, I'm happy to help you in any way that I can. You can reach me at that email. If you want more content or you want to reach me in some on some other platform, you can find me on Instagram at faith underscore Cawthon Green. You can find me on Facebook at Faith Cawthon Green. You can uh, also find me on YouTube at War in the Spirit Live. So I love you guys. I pray that you will allow this to sit in your spirit, to convict your heart, that you will take it. Don't let me be the final word. I'm, I'm simply a vessel. I am simply a messenger bringing to you the message that God gave me to give you. I don't want to have no control over your walk. I'm simply delivering a message. So take this back to God. That's your charge. Every single time I, I impart something, release a message, your charge is to take it back to God and say, what do you want me to know about this? Don't take faith's word for it. Please take it back. Take it back to God. Test it. Sift it. Allow him to show you what you need to know. Okay. I love you and I pray that you have an amazing week. Bye.